This is WKOK Sunrise on your station for the best news, talk, and sports. News Radio 1070 WKOK and WKOK.com. And thank you so much for joining us on WKOK Sunrise. Rob Center's our fabulous producer on the other side of the glass, so we're always appreciative of his uh, help and hard work. In the studio with us now, I'm so glad to say that I'm meeting for the first time in person one of the scientists who works out of Bucknell University. Her name is Tanisha Williams, but you'll remember that name because uh, we've talked to her about uh, uh, black botanists, hashtag black botanists. Uh, do you get credit for having founded the black botanist hashtag? I do get credited for that. Thank you so much for having us on. But I always like to say that there is a committee of Black Botanists, um, Black Botanists Week, and there are 11 of us, um, plus myself, so that makes 12 of us from the U.S., the U.K., and South Africa. Well, I just think it's a, it's been a fantastic ride to talk about this over the past couple of years, and uh, I remember the one-year anniversary, I think Twitter or somebody said there were like 17 million hashtag Black Botanists shares and <laughs> tweets and, yes, and conversations, yes. so it's really interesting to see that it emanated from Lewisburg. Well, fantastic. Uh, you are the Richard E. and Yvonne Smith Postdoctoral Fellow in Botany at uh, the in the Department of Biology at Bucknell University, and you are a botanist yes, by trade. Yes, I okay. am. And uh, what does a fellow do? What does a fellow do? So I'm a postdoctoral fellow, and that really is a fancy term to say I'm getting more training after my PhD. So I'm working with Dr. Chris Martin um, here in learning new skills that I didn't learn in my PhD and furthering my um, scientific career. All right. And then wh- when you grow up, what are you going <laughs> to When I grow up, I'll actually be transitioning into a tenure track position here at Bucknell University in the biology department. So I'll move from working with Chris as a postdoc fellow to being a colleague. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So you need one of the gray-haired biologists or yes, yes. To, to retire. Hopefully not too soon with well, the gray hair. Well, I would have to think we have the heart of the botany department here. Do you have a designated survivor back there? Because Chris Martin is here. Yes. Hello, sir. Hello. Good morning. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Chris Martin, we met him uh, years ago with Plants Are Cool too, which uh, I haven't seen one lately, but I am on the YouTube notification thing. Okay, so when you're a subscriber. Right, absolutely. That. So, yeah. uh, But Plants Are Cool too was the videos that came out, but he's... Uh, of course, a Ph.D. and is the David Burpee Professor of Plant Genetics and Research at the at Bucknell. He's the chair of the Department of Biology, so stayed too late at one meeting or something and got designated with that. <laughs> director of the Manning Herbarium. So if you have seen uh, some of the greenhouse pictures there, you see what an extensive greenhouse they have in the new science hall there. And a fellow at the Linnean Society. What is that? Oh, the Linnean Society Linnean, of London. Okay. Yeah, thanks for mentioning that, Mark. That and, and what is that? More research? Fancy. More training? <laughs> For you, uh, yeah, it's sort of just a, you know more of an honorific uh, than anything, right? It's uh, yeah, it's sort of this group centered in London that sort of acknowledges folks that have um, you know done decent stuff in natural history and 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 biology. So, okay, well, the hook that brings you here today, I'm glad to say, is the discovery. Is that the right word of a new plant? So walk us through that, and we'll get both of your perspectives on this. Yeah, we've recently published a paper describing a new species to science. This is a relative of the cultivation 
cultivated eggplant, which is one of the groups we really focus on in the lab. And it's something called Selenum scalarium, and it's a it's a type of what the Australians call bush tomatoes. Um, and so, you know, I was there um, three years ago, I guess, with with a group from here and some colleagues from Australia, um, and we came across this unusual plant and recognized it as being potentially new and undescribed. And uh, it turned out uh, that was the case. We brought back some specimens, and on those specimens there were some fruits, and those seeds came out of the fruits, and that's when Dr. Williams and a student named John Hayes, who's actually from Mifflinburg, grew the plants out, did all the measurements, and then put together this case, which is essentially, you know, all of these measurements and the stats to try to prove that this was a new species. And uh, now that that paper's out, a couple weeks ago, we have successfully proven that this is was an undescribed thing, you know, brand new species to science. Well, tell me about this paper that you produce and where does the paper go? And then folks can comment on it. I'm assuming that's the next step. Yes. So we published this paper in PhytoKeys. It's an open access journal, meaning that anyone in the world can access this paper for free. So we want to make sure that this um, uh, new species description is available to everyone, especially those in Australia, that um, so they can go and see this um, newly described species. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And now people can come in or say, uh, well, we have a comparable here, or actually, I already discovered this there. (laughs) So it's already been through the peer review process scientifically. So behind the scenes, what we did was we put our case together, like Chris said, and then we send it to the journal. The journal then sends it out to a group of scientists that agree to fact check and make sure that the paper is actually accurate. So we Mm. went through that round for a couple months, and then... And the paper was decided to be published, accepted to the journal and published. And so now it's kind of written in stone, but anyone can comment on Twitter, on other social media <laughs> platforms and things like that. But to change the paper, we're really past that stage right now. Yeah. Well, I'm going to get on Facebook and say, well, I have this, <laughs> yes. I have this in my backyard. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> stand down, Tanisha. Yeah. You can take pictures and we can see. We can compare and contrast. Right. Right. Yeah. So is this your first discovery? This is. This is my first new species paper, and I'm so excited because I didn't think I would be um, a part of a group that actually describes species. You hear about so many species that need to be um, described in nature and on Earth, but to actually be a part of that group, I never thought I would be a part of that. So this is really, really amazing. And we have to make more discoveries. We got more plants to discover. Well, scratch that. You have a lot of new plants under your belt already. This yeah. is not your first time. No, this is actually the 10th new species that we've described um, through work we've done in the lab here at Bucknell. So that's uh, kind of a really exciting milestone. You know, Tanisha said she didn't think she'd ever be a part of it. And I, I grew up not thinking, I thought other people got to do this, right? Explore the planet and go find new things and describe new species. Like I, did, I just never thought of myself as gonna, that I was going to be that person. And so to now have 10 of those that I've been able to work on with awesome colleagues like Tanisha and students is just amazing, right? really special. Didn't you have your high, a high school group name one of the plants? We, um, Yeah, one of our species, we went over to uh, Icorn Middle School here in, in Lewisburg, worked with Mr. Catherine there, and his students helped us come up with a name for a new species. That was in 2016. Yeah. Okay, so the, you've done, here. this is old hat. All right, now back to the <laughs> question I scratched. 
there's more plants out there to discover? Loads, yeah. There's something like 300,000 plant species that have been described and given scientific names, and estimates are that there's probably about 15% of all plants on Earth still yet to be given a name. Um, that's actually a pretty small number relative to other uh, groups of organisms. There's probably millions of insects that have not been discovered and given names yet, um, and especially beetles. So if there's a kid out there who's really into insects, work on beetles. We, we, there's so many more we need to know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's just crazy. So yeah. um, I, I'm just fascinated by this, that everything hasn't been talked about and labeled and classified. It's just remote like this. This particular plant was what hiding in plain sight is the phrase that I've heard yes. some folks yes. use in a remote area, but near a trail mm-hmm. and hadn't yes. been seen by anybody. In a national park. Okay. Along the stairways that you go up. Yeah, so it's amazing that no one had seen this plant before. But if you're hiking and walking around, you may not notice it. Um, maybe you think those purple um, selenums have these really nice um, purple flowers. So maybe you think it's something that you already know. And you kind of pass it up. Mm-hmm. But it was really nice that um, Chris and the team that was there and our Australian collaborator, Peter Jabo, that was there were able to pick up on some key characteristics that they said, hmm, this looks a little different. Mm -hmm. Now, are there undiscovered plants around here? Ooh. <laughs> I know you found a rare one in the state park. That's right. Yeah, there's a heuchera, uh, an alum root that we found at Shikalemi State Park that wasn't supposed to be here. But, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah, there's lots out there still. Right? Yeah, there's still species being described for North America, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, there's certain hot spots. Southern Appalachians, for example, is a is a place where there are occasionally new plants and other things mm-hmm. being described. Um, yeah. So it's, it's entirely possible there's stuff here. What mm-hmm. is it about Southern Appalachia? Is it more rural? I mean, you can get up with more expanses of just uh, untouched mm-hmm. forest. Sure. Some of it is that these are places that are a little underexplored, maybe, or mm-hmm. people with the, with uh, trained eyes haven't been in some of these deep places, right? Um, but there are just parts of the world that tend to have more species than others, what we might call biodiversity hotspots. We've been working in one in Australia, and there's, there's some here in North America as well. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we're going to keep talking about this uh, with our two guests today. Uh, Chris Martin, the voice you just heard. We've interviewed him a couple of times, although the last time we talked to you, it was about you and Jackson singing in the Wise Center for the Performing Arts series during the pandemic. Oh, you remember nice. that? I do recall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you know he can sing like crazy? I do. Well, the whole family is talented. <laughs> right. Well, I, I met Rachel at the Wise Center. Yeah. And uh, Jackson, I've oh, seen him perform. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's more of them. Well, Izzy was here once, too. Oh, that's right. For, Holy smoke. For, for promoting the musical at the high school, yeah. So yeah, yeah. it's come, all coming back yeah. to me. Yeah, just crazy. Yeah. What an honor to know these guys. And this, I know. This a, 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 I wish some of that talent rubs over here. Well, it's it inspirational. You can hear Tanisha sing. Go ahead. No. <laughs> it is inspirational, though, isn't it, to work it with is. some of these people that think big? and It is. It's been it's been a nice, um, the reason, one of the reasons why I chose Bucknell and to work with Chris was not only the science that he does, but the communication and the way he um, really communicates his science, and that is something that I wanted to learn more 
and that that was one reason and then also the projects the science that he works on is really cool yeah all I do here at WKOK is clackety clack and yakety yak and uh, I always try to do it better after I talk to Chris I thought if he's doing such a superlative job <laughs> I can probably raise up my bar a little bit all right Chris Martin is here uh, and he's a botanist at Bucknell University and Tanisha Williams is a postdoctoral fellow in botany at Bucknell in the Department of Biology at Bucknell University. Uh, the hook for our conversation is what uh, Mike Verlazzo told us about over at Bucknell, and that is a new plant discovered in Australia. But honestly, we're, we're into uh, a lot of the biology and a lot of sort of how this goes about finding plants and what they do when they do that. But when they come back, we're going to talk about uh, outdoor spaces and how uh, maybe some things are going undiscovered by individuals of all walks of life because of maybe restrictions or just not interested in the outdoors. So we're going to talk about the outdoors and safety and comfort in the outdoors. And, uh, of course, uh, Tanisha never gets out of here without a hashtag black pot in this conversation. (laughs) She rolls her eyes, I think, maybe a little bit. But that's what's coming up. From news across the world to events in your community, hear about it all on WKOK Sunrise on News Radio 1070 WKOK and WKOK.com. And thank you so much for joining us on WKOK's Sunrise. Uh, Mr. Rob Sanders on the other side of the glass. If we have to attribute our contact with our good scientists here to anybody, it would be Mike Ferlazzo over at Bucknell University. He keeps us informed on a lot of the discoveries and uh, superlatives over on campus, so we always appreciate that. Solanum scalarium is the plant we are talking about, a newly described dioecious bush tomato found in Australia. Yeah. How am I doing? Yeah, you're doing great. <laughs> and it's it's a member of the taxonomically challenging. Why is it taxonomically challenging? That is a Chris question. Yeah, oh. yeah so it is a taxonomically challenging group um, in part because lots of these plants look pretty similar to one another, right? And so... Um, it's a little bit difficult to tell them apart unless you know what you're looking for, right? And that's one of the the reasons why we're able to continue to describe new species is that with our trained eyes, we can often pick things up that maybe other folks don't see. And taxonomically, meaning uh, to identify and preserve. Yeah, yeah. the science of taxonomy is just the the sort of description and naming. taxidermy? Well, sometimes you use specimens that you might use from taxidermy to do it, but really it's just the description and naming of new species, right? And that's exactly what we've done in this case. So you did that so you did a, a, a paper, and you're in on this, Tadisha, at yes. PhytoKeys, uh, phytokeys.pensoft.net. You can go and find out about uh, the good work of these folks. Yeah. Tanisha Williams is with us. Uh, she's from Bucknell University. She's the Richard and Yvonne Smith postdoctoral fellow in botany, and that means it's a funded research position there, so she's getting more training. And then eventually, uh, we think, and are almost certain, she'll segue nicely into the Department of Biology at Bucknell University and become an instructor and researcher there and end up going around the world still more and bringing yes. Lewisburg back on the map, keeping us there. So thank you for that, and thanks for coming in. And Chris Martin is here, David Burpee, Professor of Plant Genetics and Research at Bucknell. He's chair of the biology department, is running the Manning Herbarium there, and is a fellow in the Linnean? Yeah, the Linnean. Linnean, yeah. there we go, <laughs> society. Okay, you only have to tell me 19 times, so <laughs> get ready. All right, but uh, yeah, but geez, uh, tell you what, yeah, he's been around the world and has talked to us about rare plants found around here. Plants are cool too, and um, just a super uh, inspirer of people.
people, making sure that people get to know about and discover about discoveries and and uh, make sure that people know that science is just really marching on. Yeah, there's so much out there in the world still yet to be discovered, whether it's a new plant species or a new beetle species or how just how things work generally, right? There's lots of uh, medicines to be discovered and, and new crops to be like, there's just so much more for us to know and it's uh, one of those amazing things about the world, right? It's a never-ending possibility for discovery. And so we just, you know, we would love to have more people, you know, join the enterprise of science, more kids to grow up and, and go to school and learn to do science because there's uh, plenty of room at the table, right? Much more to be found out. And it's a collaborative paper that was written. You're in on the authoring of the paper, although never climbed the steps up to where this plant was, right? Yes. I came in after um, the specimens were brought to Bucknell University and we grew up the plants. And from the there we did a, a series of measurements with an undergraduate students um, from uh, Lewisburg area, John Hayes. And so um, it was just really nice to come into this project with a group of scientists that are from Australia, that are from here at um, Lewisburg and at Bucknell University. Well, John Hayes, yes, Ben, say, ben Hayes' son, he sat in that chair half a dozen times mm-hmm. and yes. talked to us about work, yeah. the work that he's done. So folks would, would at least know that last name. Okay, so it's a collaborative effort. Nobody is saying, Tanisha's not saying, holy smokes, I'm in on this. I want this to be uh, Tanisha Solarium or anything like that. International, diverse group of people start working on this and writing yes. this paper. Yes. So this was started by um, a trip that um, Chris took with our collaborators, Dr. Angela McDonald and Dr. Jason Cantley and Mr. Peter um, Jobson, who is Australian and also is a curator at the... Um, it's Sydney now. Yeah, it's it's Sydney now. National. Nice. Yeah, yeah. 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 But a, a, an international herbarium. Yes. That's right. Yes. Okay. That's right. Yeah. 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 So they took this expedition out to um, Western Australia and Northern Australia. Yeah, right. Got out to the Northern Territory on, on this one. And uh, it's, you know, like uh, comparable to our desert Southwest in lots of ways. Big open spaces. And, uh, we were walking around like what we do and looking for plants and, uh, you know, came across this unusual thing that turned out to be a new species. So it's been amazing to work with all these folks on that. Collaborative, international, yep. cooperative. Yeah, for Nobody's sure. saying, oh, don't talk to uh, um, uh, Tanisha. She's a Republican or anything like that. <laughs> or, you know. No, we're all in on the same, like, willingness to discover new things and, and spread the word about it, right? So, Botanists yeah. without borders? Yeah, I guess yes, you could say so that. you could say that. <laughs> Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. See, Lawrence is still yeah. good here. Yeah, that's we, right. We, that's we can right. still do that. Right. But uh, I always remember when I used to see my first pictures of the Earth from outer space, you don't see any of the borders. You guys mm-hmm. don't seem to see borders, am I right? Yeah, you know, we don't see them so much until we need permits to go do stuff, right? So in Australia, one of the key things is that, you you know, we do have to apply for collection permits, right? Um, it's uh, We're not barnstorming some other nation and walking in and taking whatever we want. We're working very closely with with 
conservation agencies like we have here that are sort of checking on our work and making sure we're doing the right thing. And, and one of the cool things is that when we collect a bunch of specimens, we will leave a set of duplicates in Australia for those scientists to look at, and then we'll have a, a set here at Bucknell as well. So we sort of do try to make sure that we're including not just sort of the conservation agencies, but in lots of ways also attempting to engage with, with the Aboriginal people of Australia as well. So. And given the opportunity, you will talk about access to the outdoors, open space, feeling comfortable outdoors. Tell us about that conversation. Yeah, I mean, one of the our name, Selenum scalarium. Scalarium kind of means like um, uh, like ladder or step like, um, and so it sort of relates to how the plant looks. But we also see sure, it, it has a, these little prickly ladders. Yeah, it has going these prickles on the floral stems that look like a ladder. Um, but it also relates to sort of a, a really important issue uh, related to access to nature. Right? Who who feels safe in outdoor spaces? Who gets to participate in outdoor recreation? And it's a pretty important issue that lots of folks have been talking about. Yeah, so we brought in a study um, looking at um, how folks felt in Australia because the plant was found in Australia. And there was a survey done not too long ago where um, the majority of all Australians, I think it was 8 out of 10 Australians, said that it was important to have um, access to nature. But then one in three felt like they didn't have that access to nature. They didn't feel welcome in the natural space. And we're hearing the same sorts of um, trends here in the U.S. about who is included, who feels welcome, who feels safe in these natural spaces. And it stems from a lot of um, systemic issues that we have going on across countries, across borders. Yeah, I keep talking about the earth without borders, but let's talk about the earth without bias. Yes. And we, there's individuals who don't feel welcome or comfortable in the outdoors. This, mm -hmm. this is hashtag 2020. You and I started talking about this, and you've been having the conversation mm -hmm. prior to then when you and I started talking about hashtag black botanists, uh, maybe encounters that you and black birders had been talking about it mm -hmm. earlier. Yes. This idea that the, you know there's still some bias uh, yes. related to race. Yeah, I, um, I as a uh, black woman in these spaces, I make sure that I have a look about myself. I don't just wander out in nature freely. It can be um, a very just... Um, wonderful place to be out in nature, to be hiking, to be looking for plants, but I also have to be very uh, mindful of the spaces around me and the people that are around me. I just can't go hiking by myself as a black person and also as a female in many different areas across this country and in other countries. And so I've talked about um, an experience in South Africa, because that's where I did most of my um, research for my um, PhD, of people coming up asking me what I was doing um, when I was alone, but when I was with a professor who was a white male, we never got questioned about why we were at that very same site looking at plants. And so the next time I went by myself, I had my books and all this botanical gear to mm -hmm. look official to do the same job that I was doing before. So just had not had feeling like I wasn't um, safe or wanted in an area where I had a permit to be there. I was um, very much a part of the scientific community and still a part of that scientific community in South Africa. And stories like this you hear um, across the board in the U.S. and other countries about people of color and folks that are um, women and things like that that just don't feel safe don't feel comfortable in these spaces and so it makes us kind of stop in second guess going to nature 
and accessing this beautiful, wonderful thing that is nature. Being able to, like Chris said, being able to be a part of these projects where you're um, finding new things. We are kind of left out sometimes in that space. Well, and at the same time, I think you've, you've worked on that cultural conversation. I'm so glad you brought it to our microphones a number of times telephonically up to now. You've also said to young girls, Make sure you know, put, put botany or science in yes. your uh, list of options. Try yeah. to ins and, and you have inspired people. I know this to be true. Yes, it's been a wonderful experience working um, with Black Botanist Week and with the committee members and just this really mission statement of anyone that loves plants it doesn't matter if you have an academic degree if you just love the plants that are in your home you are part of this botanical space and so making um, young women making young girls and people of color feeling comfortable in this space because we need more of everyone in this space because we have to like chris said the numbers there are 15 percent of plant species that we still have yet to find, still have yet to describe. And so we need all people, all hands on deck, all people at the table to be a part of science and be a part of these new species descriptions or whatever new discoveries that we'll have in science. So just making them um, know that they have a place. Boy, so well said. So, so, so glad to hear you say that into the microphone. Anything to add to this? Believe it or don't, we're out of time. <laughs> no, I just think what Tanisha has said just now is, is outstanding, right? Right. There's there's uh there's no way we make advances in science and actually sort of figure out a lot of other stuff that we'd still love to know without having all people involved, right? All around the world. And so um, you know, what she speaks to the idea of making people feel comfortable and feeling like they can be part of this, that's uh, I'm on board with that, right? Fantastic. All right. Well, these are folks that uh, we'd like to bring this conversation back to the microphone over and over again. So you guys, please uh, help us uh, to do that. Tanisha, thank you so much for coming in. First time I actually saw you in person. So yes, thank you fabulous. so much. And I really appreciate you coming in. Tanisha Williams is a postdoctoral fellow at Bucknell University in the Department of Biology. Uh, Chris Martin, of course, a great PhD that's brought as Plants Are Cool Too on YouTube. Uh, are you going to do more? Is there a draft plan to Yeah, do we do actually more? have a plan to uh, okay. get something into production next month. All right. So more videos on fabulous. that channel. We'll look forward to that. Yes, Dr. Chris Martin. Uh, best to you and your family. Since I know a tiny bit about you and your families, your beauty queen sister, right? Yes. It's out there, and, and Izzy, and Jackson, and Rachel. Yeah, so yeah you're good. Thank yeah. you. Thank, Thank you. Much.